Welcome to What's Happening. I'm Brad. I'm Fred. This is the show we talk about what's happening. What's happening with you, bro? Not much, not much. I just finished middle school basketball season. The season? Uh, yeah, for girls, middle school basketball. Here it starts earlier than most places. Like back at home, they would just be getting into it but here. Right. Because the uh, lack of players, um, they need <clears throat> middle school girls um, to help fill up some of the high school teams. So um, we started a little earlier so that they're available for high school season. Um, but other than that, just chilling, you know what I'm saying, with the fam. Normal one, two for right now. What's good with you? Man. I, uh, I just, it's been a crazy little weekend, dog. Uh, went out to Chicago for a wedding this past weekend. You know, quick little one day trip. You know, saying dash out there on Saturday, dash back on Sunday, uh, work. Um, those of you that can see this on video, you can see that I decided to go ahead and, um, and, and, and follow the Lord's will and, uh, you know, <laughs> went on and, uh, shaved that John on all the way off, you know, so, so I am now officially a bald-headed scallywag and ain't got no hair in the back. So, but no, man, I mean, it, it was cool when weddings a guy from the church, um, Got married to his, his lady, so shout out to both of them, Max and Rachel. And yeah, man, no, it, it was a cool little vibe. You know, I hadn't been to Chicago in a little while. I mean, I didn't go to Chicago proper. We kind of just drove right by it to go to the wedding venue. But you know, I ain't been to Illinois in a while, so right. it was cool. Um, yeah, man, uh, I feel like there's something else that I can't think of that I wanted to say, but. It is what it is. Uh, family's good. Family's healthy. How about the, how about the kids, man? How's the family? Man, everybody good this way. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Working my nerve, but they good. Well, listen, I sent you a bunch of stuff. A whole lot of. And uh, we, there's no way we're going to get to it all. Maybe uh, we ain't gonna get to it all. Everything this, don't need a full discussion. Because some of the stuff is just, I was desperate, and then I decided, oh, let me use some other stuff to figure out. Every one of those was like great. I mean, to be honest with you, like I said, that, all of it don't need a full discussion. But overall, it was it was pretty, pretty decent document. Well, that's how you we could do. We might be able to just put it on the clock like we did, you know what I'm saying, on some of the old episodes and just run through with quick opinions. That's why you my dog, because you got confidence that I don't. So let's go ahead and get to it, man. First one, man, we got Donda Academy in the live. And those of you that are watching with us live, thank you and welcome to what's happening, by the way. Um, but so I didn't know that Kanye started the school. Did, did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Uh, that was new to me when you sent that. Yeah. Hmm? But it, go ahead. It, as I was gonna say, it seems like it's not accredited though. I it is not. Well, I was just gonna say that you know he started it, I guess, last year. You know, I and I meant to make some time to look into it. I didn't. 
I wasn't going to hold it against them for, for not being accredited because that's kind of how some of that stuff works. Right. Like you got to build it up, so to speak, before that let you go ahead and, and uh, get that accreditation. Um, you know, Jalen Rose, you know, he started a school here in Detroit. You know, all sorts of celebrities have started schools in different places. We know about LeBron's I Promise School down in Cleveland. Um you know, Jalen Rose. Yeah, yeah, I just said Cleveland. Just oh, to keep okay. it basic. I was, say, I was just making sure. I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, you know, Jalen Rose, he has the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy here in Detroit. You know, they do some great stuff there. So, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily tripping on Kanye for it. I was just surprised, like, whoa. But it's a private Christian school. $15,000 tuition per kid. And it's not accredited. It's not, you know, they're not getting no kind of state money from it at all. No kind of state federal money from it at all. Well, I mean, they're not getting any federal money from it, you know what I'm saying, or state money from it, then they got to charge, you know. Yeah. And, and I've seen some of them private schools, you know, anywhere from 4000 you know what I'm saying, up to some people pay full t- college tuition for them Jones. You know what I'm saying? Like Most it that. just depends on where you're at, you know, but I mean it's still something positive. So, you know, more power to them. You know what I'm saying? Best of luck. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I, I just as a parent, I couldn't see myself well as a parent, I couldn't see myself paying fifteen thousand dollar tuition for a school nonetheless. But I just couldn't see myself willing paying for it and it's not accredited that that was part of it. it was just like yeah i think i think the story's probably coming up now because you know kanye's been in the news a lot uh over the last couple of weeks because of the things that he's saying and the things that he's doing so that's probably why you know that one came up yeah i i, I it doesn't bother me that he has a school nah, that he's i mean he's not getting, go ahead and, and to your point of, you know, paying for a school, I mean, I, the only reason, I guess, would be because it's not accredited, but, you know, people didn't pay colleges that weren't accredited. So, True. you know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't see worse happening, you know what I'm saying, in these scenarios or situations. So, really, if you can still go off, you know what I'm saying, and go to college and, and what have you, you would be okay. Yeah. And it's not it's not the end of the world. It's not the first or the last one. And the difference is his is just starting out. It's not like people are paying fifteen K to send their kid to a school that's pretending to be accredited, you know what I'm saying, and lying and hiding while they're taking the money and then before you know it, you've made it through all these years and they say, Well, you can't use this. <laughs> it's yeah. like now that's crazy, and I've even seen people like four classes left, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, we're closing down the school, and none of your credits are transferable." Yeah, they got to start straight from scratch on a four-year degree that they were pretty much done with after four and a half years of already going to school. Right. So you know, as long as you can still go somewhere and do what you need to do, I, I don't oppose to it, and I know. Um, an older gentleman told me one time, 
he paid for his children's school from K through 12 or, or what have you in hopes that he doesn't have to pay for it when they go off to college. And, you know, I remember you told me about that. On, and depending on what your kids is going to school for, you know, I mean, 15,000, you're not going to be on the end of saying, oh, I only paid 30, $40,000 for my kids to go to school for 12 years. But if I had to pay that 30, $40,000 one time for them to be able to get that, you know what I'm saying? Yearly 40,000 or whatever for out of state tuition to go somewhere. I'll pay that one time for them to be able to go for four or five years for free, eight right. years if they, you know, what I'm saying going for a doctor or whatever. So, I mean, teachers on, moving on. Yeah. Well, before we move on, just give some details to the listeners that may not know. You know, it's uh, is it called? It's called Donna Academy, named after his late mom, uh, Donna West. Um, it's a private Christian. Uh, school, so they have full school worship in the mornings, and Kanye leads the choir, and you know a lot of the part in the article. And I encourage anybody to look, everybody to look it up. Um, you know, some of the the teachers and the staff that's there, they're you know questionable at best. Um, and I guess the person that was the school director, principal, and I'm blanking at the moment on that person's name. Forgive me. But the person that was there, you know, the year before the school opened, um, basically said, mm, I don't like the, the what we're doing from an education perspective with these kids. So I'm going to leave. Um, you know, and that could just mean that it's creative differences. They are signing non-disclosure agreements. Everybody that works there is, is signing NDAs. Um, you know, it, it's just, you know, Dude is all over the place. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, he dealing with a lot, a lot of stuff that we don't understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we'll go to uh, Spinna Benz, who's a rapper I never heard of. You ever heard of him? Never. <laughs> hey, we didn't got too old. We we we've just gotten too old, bro. Um, I, I'll be I'll be skeptical to say that I asked my kids and they know who he is. So I don't think we didn't got too old. This is just a neighborhood <laughs> rapper that made the move. <laughs> Maybe. Um but his lyrics were cited as evidence in a case and he was found not guilty. Yeah, what did you think when you saw that, bro? Uh, it, it's actually no surprise to me, if I'm not mistaken, um, when Obama was office, he gave a, a warning out about that, you know, um, but it's, it's no news that that's been for years, um, that they've been using rappers lyrics to, um, hold charges against them or place them into, um, gangs gangs or in gang activity and uh unfortunately you know it, it's messed up because like it takes people's cases from you know what could be just a normal uh it, it may just be a normal let's say B E or just robbery and they, they might not have been with anybody 
but because they rap and they talk about being with the gang and you know what I'm saying, hitting licks with the gang, now they got gang affiliation and bringing them gang charges in brings an additional 10 years onto your case in some states. So, you know what I'm saying, you might've been looking at, you know, four to five years for, you know, a robbery where now you're looking at 14 to, you know, 20 years just because lyrics that you said, you know what I'm saying, trying to become a rapper or a multimillionaire, whatever your end game was for it. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, I, I remember watching an episode of The Boondocks that came out in like 2007, 2008, where uh, the character Gangstalicious, they, uh, maybe it was, I don't know, that's for me, the first season or the second season. So it was either 2005 or 2007, where he's on stage, you know, giving the lyrics, where basically he's stitching on himself. And then the mm -hmm. cop walk up to him right there and arrest him on the stage. <laughs> and, and, you know, so to, to that point, you know, rappers' lyrics being used against them is by no means new. It's to the point we were making a parody of it, you know, almost 20 years ago, which meant that it was not new even at that point, right? right. Um, you know, one of the things that was, as I looked at the article, this is from abc.com, he says, part, yeah, prosecutors argued that 18% of the DNA on the gun belonged. Oh, his real name is Noah Williams, by the way. Uh, mm -hmm. Prosecutors argued that 18% of the DNA found on the gun belonged to Williams, mm -hmm. but his attorneys argued that this did not prove that he used the gun or that the gun belonged to him. That sounds like a pretty good defense to me. Yeah, so, well, what they were trying to say was that his girlfriend yeah. bought the gun for him or what have you, which... Let they, me read that. Let me read that for the listeners. Uh, that's the, the next paragraph. Prosecutors also argued that Williams' girlfriend, who legally purchased a firearm, firearm, bought it for the rapper, referencing lyrics like, my Glock costs 300 and a line where Spinner Benz raps about having a woman buy him a gun if she's over 18. Now go ahead and finish what you're saying. But it's, it's like we're saying about, you know, rap lyrics being used against you is nothing new. That's nothing new in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, before you was 18, you know what I'm saying? If you had your older shorty or something you fucked with, you would have them go to the store and buy you, you know what I'm saying, a firearm. It's, it's something that's known across the nation, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not new. So therefore, him yeah. saying that in his lyrics, you know what I'm saying? It's just common, you know what I'm saying, gain knowledge that he was able to use you know what I'm saying, in the song. But, of course, there's another example of where they try to use what you say against you. Yeah. So um, Didn't Kyle Rittenhouse, his dad bought him his gun for his birthday when he was a minor, the gun that he yeah. killed people with up in uh, Kenosha. So, yeah. It's and that's not actually a more common, you know, in, yeah. in uh, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying, white households, should you say, is... They, I would say, like, the the households that, like, encourage hunting and shooting and things that Yeah, I, yeah. Like, like I think I said it on one of our old podcasts before we was ever live on Facebook was... Yeah. It shocked me in the fourth grade when we asked my teacher. He was like, what all y'all doing, you know, this weekend? And, you know, we all said whatever. And then we was like, what you doing? He was like, well, 
I'm getting ready to take my son out. You know, he turns five this weekend. We're going to buy him his yeah. first rifle and we're going to go hunting. And it was like, what? He was like, oh, yeah, you know, by the time he's 13, he'll have a nine millimeter tucked in his, you know, uh, nightstand just in case, you know what I'm saying, be able to help protect the house if we're not there or, you know, somebody was to break in because the way the laws are set up. If somebody breaks into your house and you're in your room, you can't leave out your room where you're in safety to go confront whoever it is. Right. You had to wait till they approached you. So if you was behind the shut door and your kids was in another room behind the shut door, you're not allowed to run over there to your kid room so you can put all y'all in one room for safety in case the person come in. Your kid just got to fend for themselves and you just got to listen until they make it to your room and sort of speak. If you go kill them, you could be at fault. And so he was like, I'll be damned if that happens. You know, so so he's like, my kid will be ready, you know what I'm saying, by the time he's a teenager to be able to protect, you know what I'm saying, and do what he has to do or hunt, you know, if it ever comes down to him being able to need to feed, you know what I'm saying, him and his family. I was like, that was pretty dope. So. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, you know, I don't, I don't see it. I don't, I don't see how they thought that they could use some rap lyrics as, as defense. I don't see how they thought they could say 18% of the DNA is enough to prove guilt. That just means he touched it. <laughs> Somebody could be like, hey, check this out. Oh, this is right. nice. Here you go. You know what I mean? Like, His girl could have threw it at him. Yeah. I mean, anything. I moved the pillow. Like, hey, what's this? You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. All right. so. so, yeah. That was, they tried it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um so the next story we had, man, there was a lady who tried to live out of her van after the rent goes up. And I guess this is like a thing that's been happening um, is that people are saying, yo, like, I'm just going to live on the road. And I, I appreciate this lady, you know what I'm saying, for this, because she gave some great insight as to, you know, it's not all as glamorous as what photos show. Mm-hmm. You know, she was saying, like, you'll see somebody like, hey, I live out my van, and they're sitting there with a little mini grill and some food going and holding oh, no a drink, and, you know, they're like, yeah, it's great. But in the reality of it, you're living out of gas stations. If you don't have a conversion van or an actual camper or something, so to speak, with a shower in it, you're at rest stops and at truck stops taking showers. You know what I mean? Like, it's very rare that you're you're actually eating good home-cooked meals. You know what I'm saying? You're eating off the hot dog roller and the mm -hmm. heat-ups in the microwaves at the gas station. So that's that's another factor to it, you know? And then I think she even said on, there, on rainy days, you're stuck inside. You know what I'm saying? Like, there ain't nowhere to go. You, you right. don't have the ability to just go move around your house and kick your feet up, throw something on the TV, grab something out the fridge. You stuck in however big that van is. Right. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I, I want to go back to this. Uh, this is part of the article that I read here. And this article came from Fortune. Um, a little snippet of it says, you don't have to search far to see videos showing lifestyle content of families packing all of their belongings into a van and hitting the road. Known as hashtag van life across social media, the phrase has 
14 million tags on Instagram, 11 billion views on TikTok. The alternative lifestyle became popular in the 2010s among millennials craving a nomadic adventure and it accelerated during the pandemic as an option for remote workers. Okay, now I'm remembering not taking my wife seriously ever when she'd be like, you know, we could just get an RV and just hit the road. I never took her seriously when she said that. Ain't no way in hell. Well, and I'm sure she didn't mean it because she know I wasn't about to take my black ass cap. Nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. No time. This is like Mark's lifelong dream. As soon as all the kids get out, she's getting like an RV or camper and she's just like hitting the road. And I'm like, listen. Listen, I'm not her giving up no house just to be on no damn road. Like I mean, we can go. Hey, we can go visit somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Stay in the campgrounds and you know, but we come back home. Ain't hey, no, this is it. I got the plan. All the kids is gone. You and Marge can come on up here. You can kick it with your boy. She can take stuff with her. They can go wherever they want to go. We're yeah, gonna watch the game. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, because I'm not, I'm not living. She's a live in-person podcast. <laughs> I couldn't do it, dog. I I I mm. I, I, Frank, listen, man. I mean, it nah, it it can't be permanent. Like I gotta have a, a address, a home to go to. I I will get tired of that shit, and I want to go home. Like not being stuck in no damn RV at the campgrounds, drinking a twelve pack, watching all the kids run around. No. <laughs> I mean, like it's, I'm sure it's great sightseeing. It's it's you know perfect for the, the the highlight reel of photos you know to look back i got a p.o box now and i got a home i don't it, i could care less about mail i don't give a fuck about a bill but i <laughs> i had to have a bed you know and i get you can have a bed in the van and all that but i gotta have a bed and a house and shower and toilet and all that good stuff that comes inside of a house. A I can do a road trip. I can do a yeah, road trip. Yeah, I can do a road trip. And, because, and we can do it yearly. Because I have a goal. I've said it before. I want to get my feet on the soil of every state at least one time before I die. Yep. So a road trip where you literally drive through. I mean, I don't see a reason to fly to Montana. I, I can just, you know. Drive through real quick, stop at a little, you know, gas station, get, get some water, head on down to whatever the next state that touches it is. Is it Nebraska? Is it one of them Dakotas? I don't know. <laughs> hey, look, you know, speaking of real estate, get an RV. It's, I get an RV, I get a camper. It, it don't matter which way I go. I have to have a home to come back to. That's all I'm saying. I don't mind doing it. Yeah. It's just not what? permanent. My father-in-law has an RV in his driveway. He's living the life. <laughs> hey, my neighbor got a, a big-ass Winnebago in their driveway. I mean, yeah, man. Oh, speaking of real, it's funny. My bad. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just, it's, it's the thing about it not being permanent. You know what I mean? Like, I can't do it 24-7, 365. I would go insane. For one, it's too small of a place for me and my wife to share the same damn entity for 365 days <laughs> <laughs> without somebody, you know what I'm saying, having an issue. Like, I just... 
Hell no. Like, I got to come back home. Listen, if y'all if knew the fights that happened just before we got on air. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's hey. always something. Hey, now we going to really know if she listened or not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, either way, she's she going to make it or argument whether she do or don't. Exactly. It's always something about the podcast. Trina, we always come visit you in Massachusetts. Like, that's not a problem. You know what I'm saying? We, I, I, matter of fact, I want to come there anyway. I had a layover in Boston, but I, I just want to come up there. I know it's beautiful in the fall time. I want to check it out. So, did you see that post I sent you? Oh! <laughs> did you see that Alec Baldwin post I sent you on uh, on Instagram? I mean, you talking about in that list? Mm-hmm. Because, oh, okay, I was about to say, if you send me a separate song on Instagram, no, I did not get that. But, um, yeah, I seen it, it, and I looked at the picture, and I seen the lady holding, look like a camera or a telescope yeah. or something, camera. How did he kill her? It was an accident on the set. This was big news last year. It was, a, it was supposed to be a prop gun. But it, oh, it, I did hear about that. I didn't know it was a lady that died, though. I thought it was a dude or something. Yeah, no, he accidentally killed that lady. And um, so he shared a post that said, you know. One year um, ago today. One year ago today with a picture of her. And, you know, a lot of the, like, the, the celebrity accounts are, and, the, and the verified accounts are sending the heart reactions and things of that nature. You know, when I looked at it yesterday, people were dragging him from sea to sign to sea. Um, some of the comments are still there. One says, always practice trigger discipline. This one person said, you murdered someone a year ago. Thanks for a reminder. Um, yeah. Um, so now his comments have, now comments are limited. You can't comment on it now unless you like know him. Pay. <laughs> <laughs> Got some, some stars to, 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 to comment. But no, nah, yeah, it's I mean, pretty weird that you would post a person that I mean it's an accident, like he didn't maliciously set out to harm the lady. He cooperated I mean, with police and it, everything. Yeah, I would say if they ever come back, then goddamn he's a psychotic motherfucker. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but nah, um I mean I I don't know. To me, it might be a little rough to post. You know what I'm saying? Like just I think personally and mentally for me, like, I, I don't know if I, I would be able to post. I probably would literally be at a grave site, you know what I'm saying, bringing flowers and just kind of being like, my bad. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, I don't know if I, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying there's anything necessarily wrong with it either because in the same way, everybody show their sentiments differently, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I would have put it on the internet. That's what I said. I would probably went and, and, and blew down on the grave side, dropped some flowers off, made sure it looked good around there. You know what I mean? Like, or go check in on the family. Hey, y'all need anything? I don't know. Something to that nature. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I wouldn't have done it. So, I'm kind of skipping around here a little bit because I want to say... See. I want to say something for the end there. Um, slavery is on the ballot in five states. So we're recording this on Monday. Did you go look at the state that it was in? 
Uh, I looked it up a little bit before we got cracking. And let me go find it again. Uh, hold on, here it is. This article is from CNN. Voters in five states have the chance to wipe slavery and indentured servitude off the books. Uh, when slavery was outlawed in the U.S. in 1865, the 13th Amendment included one exception. Quote, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. So the penalty has remained on the books in more than a dozen states, even though it hasn't been enforced since the Civil War. Um, so technically, and this is why people say, like, you know, the prison is modern-day slavery. Um, technically, in certain states, you can be a slave. And reading a little bit more of the article, the penalty has remained on the books in more than a dozen states, even though it has been enforced since the Civil War. Next month, voters in Alabama, Louisiana, Vermont, Oregon, and Tennessee will be given the opportunity to exercise the punishment from their state's constitutions once and for all. What's your thoughts? If that... This is what's happening. Don't bite your tongue. If that motherfucker ain't off the ballot, my people ain't shit. If it, if it don't get erased, basically, if we don't vote to get it gone, my people ain't shit. There's no way that that should still be a law afterwards. You know what I'm saying? That's my first thought. And then my second thought is there's no way we're in 2022 and still a law. And for one, I don't even see really why it should have to be voted on. It, it, somebody should be able to just naturally come in and say, okay, listen, this shit here, it's ridiculous. It needs to be gone. You know what I'm saying? Let's do whatever we got to do as the state, you know what I'm saying, to represent the people and get away with it. Because it, it kind, it's kind of like, you know, like, yeah, we're in 2022, and y'all really put it on the ballot to say, hey, we still need to vote on this to, to get it away, you know, so to finally erase history. Yeah, you know, I, I think that you you're really highlighting you're really highlighting something I hadn't fully processed yet. Why are we asking the people if they want to have slavery or not? Why is it not that every state has a state house of representatives, has a state senate that makes laws and 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 then those laws go up, you know, the, the House makes it, the, the House and the Senate agree to it, and then the governor, you know, signs it into law. Same thing that we have with national politics. The, your your um your house and your 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 United States senators, they agree to laws, and then the president makes it official, right? So why is it that this was posed to the people? Instead of the houses saying, hey, this is ridiculous and this shouldn't be a law. Now, my first thought is 
is okay. We saw Roe v. Wade get overturned this past June. And I think that Roe v. Wade made people realize, okay, there are laws on the books that can easily be changed or taken advantage of or wiped away should the wrong person have the power to make a decision. And I think that people are beginning to wake up and realize, okay, let's get some of this done. So maybe, maybe there's some activists in the state that got a position to get that stuff on the ballot in those states. Maybe that's what happened. Is that better than I have to petition? I I mean, like, no, it's not. If if it's that's if it's something to that nature, I should be able to you know what I'm saying walk on the Capitol steps or the front steps of you know City Hall or whoever I got to go talk to, and say, hey, listen, I need y'all to go ahead and put this on the ballot. You know what I'm saying? We need to go ahead and get this voted off. And they go, all right, cool, because it has to be voted on because of whatever law reasoning I was there for, mm-hmm. or it should be you know, hey. I was just reading through the books and seeing this bullshit here. Can we go ahead and start the process of getting this removed? You know what I'm saying? But I I mean, like I get there's a lot of old laws, like Frank said, you know, there's a lot of old, dumb, weird laws, but at yeah. the same time, there there's ways to go around and you know what I'm saying. get rid of or do certain things to get rid of, you know what I'm saying, versus publicly making uh, an ass out of yourself. Because it's like, generally, you know what I'm saying, as a government, like, how would you feel if it was the other way around? Would you? How would you take it if you still had the petition to get it on the ballot for five states, you know what I'm saying, to get this voted on to be removed? Something that just like that I'm just thinking about. What if what if the the measures don't pass and slavery remains on the books going into 2023? What would what would that mean? Well, I mean one thing it means they can do whatever they want at that point. You're gonna they have they, they know we're not gonna go out and support it. As long as there's not somebody of us pushing it that you know what I'm saying, we listen to. So for instance, if a rapper or an NBA player or NFL player is not pushing the agenda to get it removed, then we're probably not gonna follow it. If it's not changing history, because it, one thing I noticed about us, we will show up to change history. You know what I'm saying? To to make a point in history or say, hey, I seen something different. But when it's something like this that goes without saying that we should show up for. And then the sad part is how many people really know? Because I ain't gonna lie, I, didn't, I had no clue. I, I didn't live either. next door to Tennessee and I have no no clue. My folks is in Alabama. My folks is in Tennessee. No clue. And yeah, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I had no clue that this was something. Now, I've heard of it, but, you know, it's kind of like some of those things that you hear of and you're like, all right, yeah, okay, whatever. But it, it's, it's sad because here's one of those things that they tell you, like, oh, yeah, slavery is still legal in some states. And you're like, yeah, all right. But it is. Yeah. And then, in, in the same retrospect, how do you get mad at a person that, I mean, I get how you get mad, but just being logical, when somebody says something, you know what I'm saying, in that manner, how, how do you really get mad? Especially after now, if you don't go and vote and get it off, how do you get mad when somebody say, hey, watch it there, buddy, before I own your ass? <laughs> you ain't go vote for the shit. It's fucked up to say it like that, but I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. They show us they're not going to take it away. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to just say, all right, that doesn't need to be on the ballot. You know what I'm saying? Let's pass this along. Let's have one of these overnight meetings that we have about other things and get this passed through while everybody's sleeping. Somebody somewhere... If if these measures don't pass, somebody somewhere is going to take that as the voters want us to bring back slavery. We know that racism is still alive and well. We lulled ourselves to sleep after the election of Barack Obama and thought, man, we got a black president and he lived. We good. And I'm speaking very generalistic terms. But we know that we still got a lot of issues here. And if these measures pass, somebody's going to take this as slavery is okay. Slavery is wanted. And I mean, just to go to what I just said, how yep. do you be mad at that? Because we, sh I mean, we shouldn't have to do it, but we didn't go do it. Yeah. And, you know and, what I'm and, and just to highlight, you know, something else that you said, you said that we can break records. People just don't believe and they just don't understand the power of the vote. Like, well, and, and reason being is it's been so watered down. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, when you look at voting, it doesn't hold that same value and purpose that it once did when I say it's been so watered down. You know what I'm saying? If people, it let, let's put it like this, and I'm, I'll let you have your, your, your opinion. Mm -hmm. If, let's say, voting <clears throat> was a given right based on participation, we would treat it more valuable. We would utilize it and feel more heard behind it. Because let's say if, if a certain amount don't participate, then they take it away. There is no vote. We just go straight to a dictatorship and this is what it's going to be. How many times do you think we would be making historical numbers, knocking down the polls to make sure we keep 
that that right or that freedom that we take for granted. Because at one point, I mean, and you know, as you just said, it shows with Roe v. Wade, but at one point women couldn't vote. Now they took away the rights for them to make a decision about their own self. So it's it goes hand in hand with you know what I'm saying the right to vote, if you would say. Because they taking away your voice or your ability to speak out on the issues that you feel passionate about. Go ahead. I, I, I mostly agree with you. I would say it differently. You are saying that it's been so watered down. I would say that our potential has never been fully realized. I would say that we've never fully participated in the process. People really don't get into it until they get older. And then as time progresses, the generations, okay, this is where you're right, where you say it's watered down. As time progresses, those generations are less and less engaged than what they once were, right? So it's a little bit of both. Not only is it watered down, it was never, we never, we've never reached our potential. We've never reached our potential with voting. I, yeah. So, I mean, well, you know. We, we have because we did it for Barack. You could say they just did it for Camila. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And okay, we, we, we show what we are capable of doing. But, you know, like I would said, say that I would say they did it. The the power was shown to get Trump out, but I would say that if people fully participated in the process on a regular basis, Joe Biden wouldn't even want a nomination. And 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 that's where you're 100 percent correct. Like that's that's the biggest thing, and I think it's the full cycle. Like me and you both being sports fans, mm-hmm. we we only participate in in, in a part of it. Because just as much as we participate in the presidential, we got to, you know what I'm saying, participate in the primary where you pick the supporting members that sit around the presidential. Right. And that also makes the laws that we have to go against every day. You know what I'm saying? But we have way less voters when it comes to these primary elections every two years than we do in the presidential. And if we had the same turnout and we showed out to make record numbers in history with people that generally thought like us and wanted to be like us or wanted to see the world a better place like us, we wouldn't have this issue that's consistent. But that's because we've never completed a full cycle of showing that full potential. Some people are getting a race for their city and state we're not understanding we need everybody collectively in that race for their state because they all go to a sector together. You know what I'm saying? It's more than just about where you're at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, where you're at is important, but you still are helping on the larger scale. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that being said, we plan on doing a bonus episode 
later this week. We haven't figured it out yet. I think we're going to record it Friday and drop it Saturday. Check out your podcast feeds. We're going to talk about what's happening around y'all. So, a couple other things, man. Did you look into this Coke coin thing? Man, I briefly checked it, and I'm going to tell you I like this, and you need to seek your own counsel um, for any financial advice. But if it if this court coin blows as into another meme stock, get your short gains and run, because that's all it is, the meme stock. It looks like genius marketing behind it. Um, if they they run it off the right basis point from just the name of it alone, you can see a good pump and dump and you can see some good money. But this is not financial advice. Seek financial counsel for financial advice. Yep, we are not financial advisors. advisors. We are not financial experts. We just two dudes from the hood having a conversation. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to make $50 and probably lose 100 But hey, here, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> the accuracy, right? Man. <laughs> Moving on. Man. Um, so. Oh. Man, we should have said this one. Quick, but rest in peace to Zuri Craig. Zuri Craig, man. He was on America's Got Talent in 2015. I didn't know that. Uh, but he died uh, a couple nights ago. 44 mm-hmm. years old. I didn't know he was that old, um, but I knew him from um, the the Tyler Perry movies or plays rather. Uh, he was part of the Craig Lewis Craig Lewis band. Him and his brother. He was the light skinned guy, always wore glasses, bald head. If you're watching Tyler Perry plays, you know who I'm talking about. Um, cause of death wasn't announced, but you know, rest in peace to him, nonetheless. Show rest in peace, Zuri Craig. Hey, them vocals was next to none. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Man, last thing this post on Twitter. I actually found it on uh on uh Reddit eventually uh, initially, and then I, I researched it on Twitter. Twitter account is orange underscore aura, but the E in orange is actually a three. She asked, Have you? She asked if you've ever walked in somewhere and the atmosphere felt racist. <laughs> I mean, listen, any and every black person that just heard that is going to say yes. Yeah. Damn what you're talking about. And I mean, I guess you can say in the same for white people if they ever come to the hood or pull up to a hood gas station, maybe you feel that way, but Nine times out of ten, as a black male, I've pulled into plenty of places like, I don't know if they're going to serve me. Uh, <laughs> I just don't, don't look like the type of place my folks going to pull up and eat. They might not want me here. So, man, I mean, last it, year, it's common. Last year when I was on my way, uh, I was on my way home from Memphis. You know, last year it just was me and my mom, so the drive home was just me by myself. And um, I stopped at a Waffle House to get some breakfast. And I was the only black dude in there. 
And this one white dude was just looking at me. Like Where he was you? I feel like you stopped somewhere in Kentucky, possibly. I was still in Tennessee. I was somewhere outside of Nashville. Probably was like Knoxville or somewhere, Clarksville. Nah, that's too <laughs> far. That's too far uh, east. What Knoxville oh. is? Knoxville and Clarksville. That's all too far east because you know Memphis is on the far west corner. Um. But man, you know, somebody said uh, Cracker Barrel. Oh, actually, a lot of people said Cracker Barrel. I'm trying to go find a sweet man. I'm telling you, dog. Um, one lady was. One lady was like, "Let me go find it." Oh yeah, so one person was like, "Yeah, that's called Cracker Barrel." And then somebody who was apparently white said, "Now do Popeyes." The irony is that these comments are racist AF. Such hypocrisy. So basically, <laughs> so I was like, how is Popeye's racist speak? And then a Puerto Rican person kind of was like, the Puerto Ricans are backing you up at the chancla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this person that said not do Popeye's got dragged. And, and listen, I'm, I'm going to say why he got dragged. It, it's not because of Popeye's. It's because just naturally... We're just more accepting people. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, you, you can generally go around some black folks and you're going to be able to mingle. They're going to, they gonna, hey, you good? You you know, something to drink? You hungry, baby? You know what I'm saying? Like, we we just accept folks. And it don't matter uh, who you are, where you're from. We'll find a reason you fit in and you can kick it with us for the night. You know what I'm saying? It, Mexicans, they the same way for the most part. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. Some some about white folks, they just like listen. It's some good, it's some great white folks out there. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, but you do have them some places where you just like look. They just don't want my black ass here. <laughs> I don't give a damn what you say. Hey, listen, you gotta know. <laughs> you gotta know where you going and and how you getting there. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, there's certain parts in, in Michigan where you know I just be like, mm, okay. Is the sun out? <laughs> Listen, I I get I get sent to places with my job here in Kentucky all the time. That like when I look up the name, I just be like, hmm. mm-hmm. should I go or should I just call my boss and be like, "Listen, I don't even think this right." Like straight up. If it's got Ville in the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got Weissville and Weisberg. Take your pick. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I mean, straight up, you know what I'm saying? And you pull into town, you know what I'm saying? And they look at you just like they look that Django on that horse. <laughs> I promise you. And I mean, I'm in a big rig, you know what I'm saying? It look, it look crazy, but it look country. And they still just be trying to figure out. They be trying to figure out, is he one of the good ones or what? (laughs) I mean, if they speak to me, I speak back. If they don't speak, I ain't speaking. It's just that simple. I ain't got it to do right now. Well, listen, man, I... Did you intentionally leave out the family of four since we still got like eight and a half minutes? I skipped 
I mean, I'm just saying, you said we weren't going to make it through the whole thing. We still got time, so I just figured. No, I mean, like, I skipped it. Like, I I forgot about it. (laughs) Um, Man, what happened in the story? Go ahead, dog. (laughs) Um, I guess Pops of the family is, it's a family. I don't know their last names. I can't think. It was like a... a Serigliano. Yeah, but basically Pops got... I guess weirded out or creeped out or something. He just like, look, I think somebody's like watching us or whatever. So he uptake the whole family and they did. Well, like they he took his immediate family. Mm-hmm. So his mother-in-law has dementia and needs full-time care. They left her and they left their pets. Right. Plus they home. Went straight off the grid, just like <laughs> like to the point they found the the mother-in-law um just kind of wondering or whatever so when that happened they got her they didn't get her with those family members of course but they ended up finding some other family members that's now taking care of her and so kind of like just it seemed like the community put a an alert out and it was just like hints given and eventually they found them in wisconsin and to be safe but you know they're they're questioning the father's mental capacity at this moment because just for no reason they didn't went off the grid all phones off no contact with family friends left pets and mother-in-law like it was just husband wife two kids vanished overnight yeah that's that was kind of wild you know what i'm saying but i in the same token as i was reading it I thought it was a little more creepier that even though he was like kind of skittish and freaked out that how all of a sudden his folks just, you know what I'm saying? Like curious and wondering about you, like to the point they putting out a search party. So I was like, well, maybe he might have a right. And then I found out, you know, mom Dukes in law was wandering through the neighborhood by herself and it kind of threw a red flag. So I was like, well, maybe he was kind of tripping on that. It's it's interesting that he went up because so they're saying that he that they're from Fremont, Michigan, which I've never heard of, but it's 45 minutes north of Grand Rapids, which is Grand Rapids is like the middle. North. It, it's pretty far west of the state, but it's the it's it's the middle of the like of it's like the middle of the mitten, but like the almost near the edge of the mitten as well. So to get to Wisconsin from there to cut through the UP, that had to be like seven, eight hours driving. I was gonna say, didn't they have to go like north to get to Wisconsin? Well, and so like it, it won't do justice for the you know uh podcast or listeners, but Grand Rapids is like here, and then so naturally where it is, it would curve you back kind of east to get to the UP. And then you go all the way over to the west to get down into Wisconsin. Like, it's it, it's Driving to Wisconsin sucks, like, from Michigan, because you have to go either north to then go south, or go south to then go north. Because the because the, because the lake separates it. I mean, unless you got unless you got like a boat, you know what I'm saying. But to drive, 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> brother, winning. <laughs> when I when I went out there um, uh, last month for work, I flew because the drive would have been six and a half hours from where I live. Because it's not like from a straight line perspective, it's not far. It's a six hour drive, but it's only a one hour flight because it's literally just like up and down. <laughs> exactly. But to drive, you got to go all the way down, cut through Indiana for about 35 minutes to get up to Illinois and then cut through that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, don't, I mean, I get it's ridiculous, but I almost would probably prefer to drive it in the flyer because the hassle of getting in and out the airport and going through all that shit just to load up and unload to take longer than I'm going to be in the air is like... <laughs> I would agree with you normally. Six hours. Uh, Wisconsin just ain't the one, huh? Because, <laughs> like, because, like, there's been times where, like, last year we were talking about having a meeting for work in Chicago, and I would have had the opportunity to fly, but to fly would have been, you know, D Detroit Metro Airport is huge, right? So, got to get there two hours in advance to make sure that my flight is on time, and then, you know, it's only about an hour flight. I've had a connecting flight. Uh, from San Francisco to Chicago, and then Chicago to Detroit. So I know I that. Hate that shit. So I know that the flight from Chicago to Detroit is only an hour, maybe, because um, it's nothing. It's right there. Mm -hmm. But so the the flight would only be an hour. But then the, to navigate through O'Hare would be another hour, two hours. I'd rather just drive the four and a half hours to get wherever I want to go directly and be done with it. O'Hare is not fun, but I, I mean, it's manageable. I've only had it for the connecting flight, so I can't I can't complain. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not fun, but it's manageable. I tell you, Hartfield, Atlanta, listen, that'd be so motherfucking long. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I, I don't even see how they schedule flights to be 15, 20 minutes apart, bruh. You can't walk a quarter of that dang on airport in 15, 20 minutes. Mm -mm. And they, they'll literally put you on one side and you'll fly all the way on the other side and you got like 20 minutes to get to that month. Bruh, yeah. even the cats on the scooters, I mean, on the carts can't get you over there fast enough. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, man, them big and them big hub airports, man. That's the nice part about like living in Detroit is that it is a a, a, a hub airport, so I could pretty much. Oh yeah, look like they're gonna cut us off anyway, cause I don't know, you just completely froze. If anybody can hear us or see us live, I believe I'm the only one talking. You can't hear. Well, I can hear you now. Is you back? I never left. I can hear you the whole time. Oh, well, yeah. I had to cut you off because I can't hear nothing. You froze and all. Yeah, see, even Frank said he froze. Yep. Where can they find you? <laughs> Go ahead and let them know where they can find you. <laughs> uh, Fred Scott um, on Facebook. Go watch my reels. Brother trying to get paid. Uh, go watch these kids. <laughs> 
uh, basketball games. I'm gonna start putting on some of these basketball games from the local schools uh, on my page. I'm gonna watch them. Start trying to get paid. Uh, Mr. Dot Humble underscore begins is Instagram. And you can find me on Fresh on LinkedIn. If you got a job, just work from home. I got passion for you now. Like, I ain't trying to do all this. Plug me in. I don't even know how to look for a damn job with a degree. So, help me out. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, help out the homie. Follow me on Twitter at Brad Robinson86. On Instagram, TikTok, YouTube at Brad Robinson. 1986 and follow our show what's happening on all social platforms on all podcast platforms leave us a five star rating write us a nice review and share the show with a friend because love is a verb and you want to see us grow we're about to hit our one year anniversary bro man I was just telling somebody the other day um uh, should have got a new follow on the podcast it's on my podcast I don't even know about to on one year about to hit that one year Hey, so ask us anything. What you just spent on? I just uh, I use my lighter as my bottle opener, so I just smack it on the table. <laughs> my All right, y'all. microphone good. <laughs> well, the internet is trying to give us some challenges. Uh, oh, he said we couldn't hear you. Listen, I'm gonna have everything in the show notes. It's Brad Robinson, 1986. It's Fred. It's Mr. Humble underscore beginnings and Fred Scott, and it's what's happening. The comments that they didn't hear us. Hopefully, y'all can hear us on audio. We apologize for any audio issues that we may have had here at the end or throughout the episode. And y'all have a good week. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.